If you use the internet on a daily basis, and chances are you do, you probably don't put much thought into cybersecurity. You know, your network connections, the pages you visit, the files you download. You should be thinking about these all the time. Welcome to And Security for All. Your host is Kim Hakem. We're here to help you understand, in general terms, how and why your cybersecurity should be kept in check. Now, here is Kim Hakem. Well, hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to the ninth episode of And Security for All. I'm Kim Hakem, your host. I'm also the CEO of FutureCon Events, which produces cybersecurity events all over North America. We are currently hosting our events virtually throughout the country, but we are planning on going back to person, keeping our fingers crossed third and fourth quarter with a hybrid event of live and virtual. So FutureCon is an event series for the cybersecurity community to stay updated, trained, educated on the ongoing changes and challenges of the future of cybersecurity. Our speaker series brings high-level industry chief security officers as our speakers at our event. So to learn more about our FutureCon events, we also have a CISO podcast series, and of course, this show and Security for All, please go to our website at futureconevents.com and subscribe to our mailing list. You can also follow this show on any of your favorite podcast platforms, such as iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Facebook, anywhere that you like to go to listen to your podcast. So today's show is um, my guest. We're going to discuss the nine cybersecurity habits from his recent book and how habits can help turn the ship around. We have been discussing in several of our past episodes how very, very much about the human element of cybersecurity, from everyday phishing attacks and social engineering. And is it possible to actually follow steps that can change cybersecurity hygiene of organizations? Today, my my guest believes that people are the key to solving our cybersecurity challenges. George Finney is a Chief Information Security Officer of Southern Methodist University in Dallas. George is the best-selling author of several cybersecurity books, including the award-winning book, Well Aware, Master the Nine Cybersecurity Habits to Protect Your Future. George has worked in the cybersecurity industry for over 20 years, and he has helped startups, global telecommunication firms, and nonprofits to improve their security posture. So welcome to the show, George. Kim, thanks so much for having me. It's it's an honor to be here. Well, you know, George, as I mentioned earlier, we have spent several episodes talking about the human element of cybersecurity. So this is actually a perfect segue to have you join the show today and to dive in a bit deeper on why people continue to click on links and continue to not take the cybersecurity training serious, I would suspect every chief security officer out in the industry would want to know your advice on how to enforce your habits in your book to stop the madness of the daily threats employees impose on the security teams. So let's just start 
with the beginning of your book. First of all, congratulations. It, it won the book of the year in the business class news. And again, the book is called Well Aware, Master the Nine Cybersecurity Habits to Protect Your Future. George, let's talk about the book and what was your motivation for the book? So, you know, I, I, I mean, I think now is the right time to, to, to start focusing on, on security, right? CEOs today are getting fired for not understanding cybersecurity. And man, if, if, if I hear one more CEO, sit, you know, blame their security you know, issue, their security breach on an intern, um, I, I think my head's going to explode. Um, so, so, you know, what I wanted to do is write a book that, that CEOs uh, could read, right? You know, if, if you're going to be a CEO one day, if that's in your aspirations or a VP uh, of anything, you probably already have uh, a, a whole litany of professional development books that you've been exposed to, whether it's uh, Stephen Covey's or Good to Great or What Got You Here, Won't Get You There. Um, there isn't really anything out there uh, along those same lines that talks about cybersecurity in, in, in non-technical terms. Uh, that you know that isn't you know a compliance-driven reference manual or what have you. Um, so so that was really the motivation. Um, and you know when you look at at MBA programs out in the country, um, you know the top ten or twenty schools don't offer a single cybersecurity course. So I think that means that the CEOs you know ten or twenty years from now are still going to have the same challenges unless we can do something uh, today to 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 make a difference. Well, you know. I've always thought about writing a book. I've owned a couple of companies that was in the Navy, but it seems impossible to do that on top of my daily responsibilities. And you're the chief security officer for a huge university. When did you figure out like now's the time to write another book? And how did you even get into writing these books? You know, I, I've always wanted to be a writer going back to, you know, probably the third grade. Um, and I, 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 I didn't say this in, in, in the introduction, but uh, I, I'm also an attorney. I, I, one of the reasons I went to SMU was to, uh, to went to work for SMU was to go to, to law school there. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was so burnt out kind of going to, to law school. Afterwards, I decided, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, actually explore my hobby. And I, I wrote a couple of fiction books that uh, I, yeah, I didn't try and publish, um, but it just it, it made sense with with cybersecurity, you know, being so important today uh, th- that I, I use my uh, uh, gift to uh, to you know to kind of tell stories in a, in a in a way that everybody can understand and 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 hone in on security to to see if we can help make a difference. Um, but I, I like you, I, I was really frustrated with security awareness and, and the way we do it. Um, you know, I, I would actually say I think a lot of employees do uh, take security awareness, uh, you know, training and, and they listen. They, they know the right answers when we talk to them. Um, I, I actually had a conversation with one of uh, my department heads a, a few years ago, um, and he was saying the right things when I asked the questions like, you know, for example, do you lock your, your filing cabinets at, at night when you go home? Um, and he said, yes, of course. Uh, and then I pointed to, to the, the filing cabinet and, and I said, those filing cabinets, right? Uh, and, you know, the ones that still have the key in it. Um, and, he, he, you know, he, he was locking them, but he wasn't taking the key out of the lock. Um, and, and, you know, what, what I found in the course of doing the research for the book was that 50% of all human behavior is based on habit. And so, so it's one thing to, to, to have that knowledge given to you. 
but really, I think the harder part that we're asking employees to take on um, is, is to change their habits. Uh, so, you know, when, when you look at changing habits, we, you know, if, if it's, you know, in a wellness program, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we encourage, we incentivize behavior change, you know, with, with free days off or uh, prizes. Um, we also bring in wellness coaches. We do that with leadership coaches, uh, but we don't have a, a cybersecurity coach to, that, that can help you through that hard part, through that behavior change. And I, I think that's uh, what will make the difference is, is really focusing in on, uh, you know, our day-to-day habits that, that we don't necessarily think about, uh, but th- they can make a huge difference uh, in, in, in our collective community cybersecurity. Well, before we start to discuss the nine habits, and it's my goal to touch on all nine, but with definitely no disrespect, how did you come to these nine habits and become confident enough to write a book based on your wisdom that's that changing habits would change the course of protecting the future when it comes to cybersecurity. So, so I started with the observation that that you know uh, behavior change starts with habits, uh, like like I talked about before. But the the, the beginning was you know I I I, I reverse engineered the process. So I, I took all of the cybersecurity advice we give uh, to, to 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 folks like don't write your password down, don't use social media, um, and I have this gigantic spreadsheet. Um, with with hundreds of rows, but but I, I tried to kind of categorize all of, all of those bits of advice to see if there were common areas, right? So if, if we were thinking of cybersecurity as a habit, is it is it one habit um, or is it more than one? And and those categories, I you know I started to distill this advice, and and the the, the categories started to kind of present themselves. Um, and 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 you're right. Uh, you know, I I wasn't. I, I'm I'm a CISO, not a not a psychologist, uh, not a neuroscientist. Um, so so I spent the next three years um, looking at the research out there uh, to 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 understand you know these different areas uh, and and to see if that uh, aligned with with what the research was saying that the brain is actually doing. Um, and then you know we looked at behavioral economics and human learning theory to 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 test that approach. Uh, and I, you know, I talked to, to, you know, I did, you know, lots of interviews. I talked to uh, psychologists, um, but then I, I tested each of those habits in my own environment at SMU, uh, or I used, uh, you know, data that was publicly available uh, to, to test some of the, the, the theories that we, we put forth in the book. And, and it, you know, I, I think it turns out that for each of the habits, there really are different parts of the brain uh, that map to those habits and help control and develop those habits uh, uh, throughout our lives. Yeah, I'm, I still have a teenager at home, so I know how hard it is to break bad habits when it comes to just being on the internet. But how would you or how are you convincing current cybersecurity leaders that these are factual habits that will work? And this is not fiction. And why should they listen to your advice on how effective these changes could make a difference in their cybersecurity culture? Well, well. So first, I, I think that that you know we, we should all be skeptical. Um, so that that's the second of the nine habits, um, and, and certainly security leaders um, are already all uh, good at that particular habit. Um, but you know, I, I I would say you know we we all use um, you know different frameworks, right? You know, whether it's NIST or the 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 top twenty CIS controls, um, and you know, I, I I guess one of the questions is. 
you know, is this just another framework that, that, that we're having to figure out? And, and those other frameworks are really uh, closely aligned with, with organizations, but they're not, uh, they're, they're not easy for an individual to, to, to consume uh, in, in their own day-to-day lives. Um, and, and again, you know, because we know, uh, you know, habits make up such a large part of our lives, uh, we we need to focus on them, um, and 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 so I I, I would say uh, you know test them in your environment, um, you know see if see if it resonates with your users, and you know I, I think a big part of cybersecurity change right or a big part of any habit change is is identity, uh, and, and what I mean by that is you know if uh, whether it's uh, you know uh, changing your diet whether it's exercising uh, whether it's quitting smoking right and, and we, we know that people can quit smoking or they can stop consuming alcohol. It, but if we can overcome uh, chemical addiction, <laughs> right, then I think, you know, we have a chance at change. And, you know, I, I think collectively in the security industry, we, we say that people are the weakest link, uh, which is a pet peeve of mine. We shouldn't say that. I think in actuality, people are the, the largest attack surface. Uh, and, and instead, you know, instead of saying they're the weakest link, which I think leads to us, uh, you know, thinking of them that way that they can never change, and then consequently they never do. Um, I, I think we can think of them as our secret weapon. Uh, if we can believe in them, um, that will help them believe in them themselves. And I, I think that that belief will, will create their identity, and and that's how you you, you create that change. You you need to believe that you're the kind of person that wakes up in the morning to to go exercise in order to actually make that happen. Um, the same has to be true with cybersecurity. So as I was researching, you know, your book last night and doing some research on you, I watched a podcast, not all of it, on security awareness that you just did, it looks like this week. And you were discussing the Stephen Covey book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I've read numerous times. And now, you know, my son, it's like the next generation, he's reading it. For those who don't know what this book is, it's, um, it, it has empowered and inspired firing leaders for over 25 years. So I stopped listening to that podcast after this questioning because I didn't want to parallel their conversation with mine today. And I do intend to go back and finish it after my interview with you. But the question that they asked, and this is where I turned it off, is, is there an equivalent, a new set of habits for CISOs? What was your answer? And then is it, a, is it your hope that your book will become the new norm for security leaders as the Stephen Covey's book did for the past and future leaders? Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, I, to have my name, you know, in the same conversation as Stephen Covey is, is, you know, is such an honor. So, so let me just say, I hope so. <laughs> I, that, that would be amazing if I was the Stephen Covey of cybersecurity. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't have quite that big an ego, but oh my gosh. Um, but so, so I, I will say, um, you know, psychology, uh, you know, w- was going through a, a huge change in, in, the, in the 1950s and 1960s. And, and Covey's work, you know, uh, was, was one of the things that came out of that, right? Uh, in, in psychology before then, uh, you know, people or psychologists had really studied people with disease um, in, in order to, to help them get better. Uh, and and the, the big change that came, and, and Covey was, was really, I think, the be- one of the biggest examples of this, they started studying healthy people. They started studying successful people in order to get better, right? Because you, you, you can't just eliminate the disease. You have to figure out the things that successful people do um, in, in order to emulate those behaviors in order to get better. 
Um, and, and that's really how the, the seven habits came about, right? It's, it's, he studied the habits of highly successful people um, and, and then kind of distilled those lessons in order to, uh, to, to help others get better. And, and that, that's really what I tried to do in, in, in Well Aware. Um, I, I, I studied successful leaders. So each, for each of the, the nine habits, uh, I tell the stories of, of some successful people uh, that, that kind of exemplify that habit. So for, for literacy, uh, I talk about the CEO of the Girl Scouts and how they uh, developed their cybersecurity merit badge program to, to help mm-hmm. train young girls uh, to, 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 to understand cybersecurity. And, and really, it was the girls themselves that, that, that wanted cybersecurity uh, uh, tr- uh, training because, you know, they, they understand even at, you know, six, seven years old that the Internet is a dangerous place. Um, and I think if 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 we can you know train you know Girl Scouts to do it, then I I, I think you know certainly all of our employees uh, uh, you know can improve uh, and 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 learn those same lessons. Well, she definitely is an amazing woman. That I love that because you know, I'm all about women in cyber, and I love that the Girl Scouts now have a a badge in cybersecurity. So that's awesome. But um, I'm dying to dive into these habits of your book. And I'm sure our listeners are too, but um, I don't want to dive too deep because I want to make sure that everyone goes out and reads your book. But um, let's like kind of touch on the basics of each habits. I I was kind of surprised that these words I'm about to say kind of defined all your habits. It wasn't what I was expecting, but your habits have to deal with literacy, skepticism, vigilance, secrecy, culture, diligence, community, mirroring, and deception. So I'd like to kind of talk briefly about each of them. And we just talked about literacy, but is there anything else like as far as literacy that you can, um, how does that correlate with cybersecurity and habits? So, so cybersecurity literacy, I, I, there, it's, it's kind of a fraught definition, but um, you know, literacy, the technical definition of literacy is just that you can recognize the words on a page. Um, so you don't have to be an expert in cybersecurity to be cybersecurity literate. I think you just have to have enough of a foundation um, in order to understand the world around you and, and create meaning sim- similar to, to just being able to read the words on the page uh, and, and create meaning. So, you know, it's, it's, you have to understand enough about your environment, uh, about the technology you use, about the data you have uh, to, to, to be literate. Um, skepticism, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, but, you know, the, the challenge with skepticism is that uh, uh, you know, we, we can't bleed over into cynicism. Uh, I think often we, we substitute cynicism uh, for, you know, for, for real good security practices. Um, vigilance, I kind of think of as, as a directed skepticism, so focused on, a, on, on you know, watching for, for known threats. Um, uh, secrecy, again, you know, I, I think the definition is the, you know, the dividing line between that which is public and that which is private. Um, and and you, we go into to 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 what controls you know uh, we we wrap around our, our different secrets from there. Um, culture, uh, you know, I I think culture eats cybersecurity for breakfast. Similar to to uh, Peter Drucker saying that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Uh, you know, in, in in the research I did for the book, uh, I found that that culture uh, companies with a, a a poor culture are three times more likely to to have been the victim of a data breach. Um, Diligence are the, are the plans and processes you put in place, uh, the the thought essentially uh, you, that you have to do in order to 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 be good at cybersecurity. 
um, community is, uh, you know, is, is all of us working together. That's the reason we come together as social animals uh, is for mutual protection. Um, and, and once we come together, you know, we might uh, uh, help each help one another uh, by, by kind of looking in the mirror to, to, to know how to get better, right? You, you know, uh, one of the, the, the most famous quotes is, a, you know, uh, a, a friend's eye is God's mirror. Uh, so you know you you help one another by uh, by watching each other and and finally the the, the last habit is deception um, and I think that's by far the most difficult of of, of all the habits to to master uh, but it definitely disrupts uh, you know the reconnaissance uh, other things that uh, that an attacker might do. Well, so going back to the first, going back to literacy. So how would you are you suggesting that? the cyber, the non-technical teams, like, for instance, I just received a book in the mail, I don't know, about a month ago, I'm not certain if you know who Scott Schuber is. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he just wrote that book, and I don't have it in front of me, but it's cybersecurity for seniors. And I love that, you know, I actually gave it to somebody that has no idea about cybersecurity, and they're reading it right now. And is that what you mean, is just trying to educate those non-technical people out. Can you just enlighten us a little more on that? So, so uh, you know, I, I think, I, 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 yes, I, I don't think that we should be prescriptive uh, about what cybersecurity literacy, you know, actually means, right? So it might mean something very different for a senior uh, versus a, 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 a young single mom uh, versus a CEO of an organization. Um, they all need to know different things at different times. Um, and one of the things I talk about in the book is, is this concept of tactical literacy. Um, so you, you, you have to have a strategy uh, for, for learning uh, whatever it is that you need to know uh, when you need to know it. Uh, so, you know, you, you have to have just-in-time literacy to, to meet the challenges or, uh, of the day or to, to be prepared uh, for the next project you're going to work on or the next role in your career that you're going to take on. So then going into the next step of skepticism, how can you define that a little more so our, our listeners can understand a little more of what you mean by skepticism? Sure. So, so if literacy you know, is, is, is reading, you know, skepticism is not believing everything you read. Uh, so you know, when you think about you know, the, the concept in cybersecurity of zero trust, uh, right, that, that's where skepticism Kind of, kind of comes in, um, and you know, again, going back to to, to the, the uh, Stephen Covey's son, also named Stephen Covey, he wrote a book called *The Speed of Trust*. Uh, but in his book, um, you know, he talks about trust not as a, a spectrum, you know, from from trust to untrust. Um, it, it's it's really applying trust uh, at the same time that you're applying uh, analysis or skepticism, uh, and to have what he calls good judgment. Um, so it, it, it's really analysis. It, it's, it's critical thinking. Uh, you know, so if, if you want to you know, learn how to defeat fake news, right, skepticism is the habit that, that you, you have to employ uh, on, on those things. So how would you suggest somebody is that just fact-checking um, what you read? So, so it, it's, it's really about, you know, finding trusted sources. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's about, you know, doing analysis and not accepting, uh, you know, uh, the, the, you know, the, the clickbait headline that you might see on social media. Uh, you know, I, I think it's reading into to the, the biases of, 
uh, of the sources that you're that you're uh, finding and understanding what what maybe uh, their agendas are and, and why. Uh, and, and you know, once you understand, I think the big picture. That's that's where you know you, you can apply uh, your analysis and, and and accept or or reject an argument. Do you have some examples of? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I guess my, my, my biggest advice here, um, it, it, you know, so we, we, I actually developed a technique as a part of the book, and, and I call it uh, slow down and frown. Um, and we, I've, I've tested this at, at, uh, at our university, but what, what, what I actually say is um, we, we, when, when we conducted some fishing exercises, simulated fishing for, for our university, um, we trained a, con, uh, a, a group. We had a control group and, ex- and an experiment group, but we trained a group of users to, to frown uh, while they were reading emails. So you might have heard the advice that um, smiling for 30 seconds um, will release endorphins and trick your brain into becoming happy, um, but the f- uh, frowning does the same thing. So it actually increases your own natural skepticism. And we, we found that uh, users that, that were frowning while reading email uh, were, were 43% uh, less likely to click on a phishing message um, and, and they were also three times as likely uh, to report those phishing messages uh, to, to security folks to, to go and be able to act and, and help protect other folks. Um, so, you know, I, 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 you know, skepticism is, is one of those natural gifts that, that we all have. And I, I think it's, it's, it's really about, in some sense, listening to your gut and letting your, 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 your body tell you uh, when, when, you know, it thinks that, that we're in danger. So I guess... The next subject is uh, vigilance, which kind of makes sense. It would come right after skepticism. And we have about a few minutes before we go on our first commercial break. Can you um, shed some light on that? Yeah. So, so vigilance, you, you have to, again, have, I mean, we're, we're each, each step along the way is, is building kind of more of the foundation, but with literacy and with skepticism, you, you start to, to, to understand what, what the threat landscape looks like. Uh, you, you you start to understand what the dangers are that that are out there, um, and and vigilance is really applying that and and watching for those uh, red flags as you come across them. Um, and one of the interesting things we discovered along the way was that uh, you know we I actually polled my users uh, and asked them if 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 they had been the victim of identity theft. And you know a separate question I asked them how much uh, you know social media uh, that they they use per day. Um, and and you know the common wisdom that we give in cybersecurity is that uh, you know the you know social media is bad and and you'll get hacked if you use it. Uh, but actually, what we found, uh, what the data showed, was that uh, actually the more people use social media, the less likely it, it was that they would have been the victim of identity theft. And again, I, I think that that just it, you know it, it talks about exposure, it talks about awareness, um, it speaks to. Uh, you know, you know, the more you use it, the more likely you are to be aware of those dangers, and, and you, the more likely you are to watch out for uh, for scams or or the the common things like, uh, you know, uh, someone's account is compromised and they send you a message saying, "Help, I'm stuck in Europe. Please, uh, you know, send me via Western Union uh, travelers check or whatever." And, and you 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 start to be able to watch out for those and and understand that. Um, you know, the FBI isn't going to call you and let you know um, that uh, uh, that you're wanted. And, and you know, here's, you know, uh, here's a credit card number to, to, to give right. to, to, uh, to to get out of the deal. Right. Um, so, George, we have to take a 
We're about to go straight into our commercial break, but we're going to come back with George Finney. He is the Chief Information Security Officer at SMU in Dallas. And we're going to come back and talk more about um, vigilance and identity theft and begin right where we left off. So thanks, everyone, for joining today. And thanks for listening. And we'll see you after this commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you a cybersecurity professional that needs to earn continuing educational hours? FutureCon Events brings high-level cybersecurity training discovering cutting-edge security approaches, managing risk in the ever-changing threat of the cybersecurity workforce. Cybersecurity is no longer just an IT problem. To learn more about attending a virtual event, go to futureconevents.com or email info at futureconevents.com or follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter at futureconhq. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Don't miss the weekly FutureCon seamless podcast series focusing on the insights and thoughts of chief security officers and industry pioneers making a difference throughout the world. Kim Hakem, CEO of FutureCon Events, and Darren Anderson, CEO and co-founder Next Robotics, host seamless podcast started by a team of entrepreneurs with experience in fields like smart cities, technology, cybersecurity. The result is a series of podcasts unlike anything you've ever heard anywhere. Listen where you get your podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to And Security for All with Kim Hakem. To reach the show today with your questions or comments for Kim or her guest, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to khakem at futureconevents.com. Now back to And Security for All. Welcome back to the show. I'm Kim Hakem, your host, and welcome back to And Security for All. Today, I have George Finney. He is the Chief Information Security Officer at SMU in Dallas, and he is the author of the bestseller um, book of several books, including a, an award-winning book that we've been discussing today called Well Aware, 
Master the Nine Cybersecurity Habits to Protect Your Future. We have been talking about the first two. We've been talking about literacy and skepticism. Now we're on to vigilance. And um, we were talking a little bit about social media and identity theft. So why don't we pick up from where we left off, George? Um, so, uh, you know, gosh, I, I think the next thing on the list is, is secrecy. And, you know, I, I give talks, you know, all over the country about you know, uh, the nine cybersecurity habits. And uh, when I get to secrecy, I always ask the audience, um, you know, so you know, I want you to lean over to your, your next, you know, next door neighbor uh, and tell them your deepest, deepest, darkest, most embarrassing secret. And they never do. I'm I'm really trying to 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 see if 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 I can get them to do that, and and I, I think that goes to 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 this habit of secrecy, right? When when we're protecting our own secrets, um, we know instinctively that we're never going to tell uh, some stranger sitting next to us at a conference, uh, the, you know, what what our deepest darkest secrets are, um, and and I think you know the habit of secrecy, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to a corporate environment, it, it is really about translating. You, whatever your, your your corporate you know uh, uh, secret blend of herb, herbs and spices, uh, or your intellectual property, or uh, your customer social security number, how do you translate those back into uh, something meaningful that everyone instinctively knows to protect? And I I, I think that's what what building habits are, are are all about. So moving into culture, and I'm very interested to hear this because. I've had several guests on the show that talk about culture and and what are the what are the what are the responsibilities of these you know people that are non technical by doing something that you know would disrupt the cybersecurity um, processes in place. So, what is that? What your culture is kind of talking about? Completely. So, so you know when uh, when Peter Drucker said culture eats strategy for breakfast. Um, you know, you know, he he talked about how um, you know executives will come in and they have these great strategies that they want to implement, and those strategies generally fail uh, because they 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 didn't take into account the culture of the organization and and try to to align culture with their visions. And I, I think we're, we have the same issue with with cybersecurity. Um, I, you know, I, I use the example. You know, uh, one of our uh, admins, uh, uh, our admin, administrative assistant. Uh, fell victim to a gift card scam earlier, uh, a, a few years ago, um, and we 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 went to her and we 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 asked her about it, um, and she was she said she was ninety nine percent sure this is a total scam. Uh, she understood the issue, uh, but that one percent, um, her boss, uh, you know, a tenured faculty member, uh, you know, she yells constantly all the time, um, and she 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 felt like that one percent chance that it was him. Uh, 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 you know what wasn't worth the the the, the heck that she was going to have to go through uh, to, to 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 live with that and, and and I think that's culture in a nutshell, right? So when you when you hear about business email compromise, um, you know it, you know this somebody impersonates a CEO uh, and says you know do this right away. If if that CEO has created a culture where people have to jump when when he says jump and not question or not be able to speak truth to power. Um, is it worth them uh, to, 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 to really question uh, whether, you know, that, that, that issue is uh, uh, legitimate? Um, you know, it, it, are, are people, you know, really incentivized to just put, bury their heads in the sand and not solve problems before they uh, become breaches? 
Um, I, that, that to me is uh, what culture is all about. Well, that's so interesting. I was doing some research from a past guest and I was reading about a company, I think it was in Indiana, and they had put some implementations. They had put some implementations in uh, their protocols. So they put keystroking devices, you know, on, on their machines and people were let go because they could they could watch them. I mean, that to me is not the kind of culture I would want to work in. Absolutely, right? If, if you have a culture of fear uh, or a culture that looks like, uh, you know, the, the, the big brother or the surveillance, um, you know, the, 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 there's going to be resentment, right? You, 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 you instead, I think, need to build trust. Uh, you, you need to have empathy for your employees, uh, you need to understand, right? So if, if people feel like they're going to be scapegoated at any minute um, uh, for, for an issue, um, then, you know, you know, okay, well, I'm just not going to do anything. And that, that's not successful for the business. That, that's not going to be productive for cybersecurity. And we, and we know that culture, that companies with a great culture are more profitable. They're more productive. Uh, they're more competitive. Um, and guess what? They're also more secure, which is amazing. Um, and I, I think it's just another feather in the cap of, yes, we need to collectively work together to make our, our, our corporate cultures uh, healthy, positive environments. Yeah, that is, a, that is a fine line to draw there, though, because when, when is too much too much for you know, a company, a business owner, if the same person keeps doing the same thing over and over, and this could cost the business you know, to go out of business, when do you draw the line? And what is the line? Uh, you know, I, I, th I think you're, you're totally right. Uh, you know, I, I think you have to understand, you know, every case, right? So, you know, if, if somebody's fallen victim to a simulated phishing message twice, um, should they get fired? Um, does the same, you know, set of rules apply if the CEO uh, falls victim twice? Um, is, is, is there a difference in uh, 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 the way employees are treated? Um, uh, you know, but... If, if there's not really a good reason, if, if the employee uh, is, is consistently, you know, having issues, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I think totally, um, you know, you've, you've got to work that into to your existing, you know, HR, you know, performance management process. So I assume you wrote this book prior to the pandemic. Is that correct? Yes. So would anything change now in hindsight since the culture of the workforce has become digital? You know, I, I think it's even more important now. Um, you know, I, you know, it's it's so much more difficult uh, to 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 connect with people when when you're remote, right? It, it's just not the same uh, when you're on a Zoom session. There's not the same uh, energy. There's not the same you know connection with you know human connection with other people. There's not the same camaraderie, um, and and so you you've got to uh, find ways to 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 make sure people feel valued. Uh, in, in, and, and connected and, and engaged on, on your teams, uh, again, both for productivity and, and, and uh, profitability reasons at the same time uh, for, for, for security. So let's move into your next habit, diligence. If you want to just start by defining what that means, just we all know what diligence means, but what does that mean when it comes to changing your habits sure so diligence. so you know I, I i would say with diligence you know one of the the examples i give in the book 
um, you know, is, is, you know, the, the, the way that fire drills came, came about in our, in our country, um, you know, for, for, for years, you know, uh, or, or hundreds of years, you know, we would have, you know, a, a large fire in a large building um, and we, we'd work on building codes, right? We change the building codes. We'd, we'd make sure people, you know, were, were supposed to be doing things differently. Uh, but there, there was a, a tragic school fire um, and it turned out uh, it, it, the, the, there was this huge fire. The building codes were right uh, or, or, you know, were, were pretty good, but it, the people inside just didn't know what to do in, in, in the moment. They panicked. Um, and so what we started to do is, is, is we started doing fire drills. And now every commercial building in, in, in the country, maybe the world, uh, you know, does you know, a fire drill at least once a year. Um, and, and why do we do that? Well, in, in the moment of, 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 a, of a breach, in the moment of, of a stressful situation, um, you know, our, our brains naturally start to uh, kind of you know, uh, uh, lose processing power. We, 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 we can only focus on one thing. Um, and and that's, that's really what fear does to us. Um, and, and, and so the way to get around that is, is, is to have a plan before something bad happens. You, and, and not just have to plan, um, you, you have to practice that plan, right? You have to have tabletop exercises. You have to, uh, you know, make sure that everyone knows what to do in that moment because if they haven't practiced it, um, they're, they're, they're going to go to their default, which is to panic, which is to shut down. Um, and, and diligence is the habit of really being prepared before uh, uh, that, that bad thing happens. So that may be a habit that the state of Texas <laughs> may have wanted to look into uh, from you, Texas. You know, I'm, I'm going to call the governor and, and, and make sure he reads my book. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, th- those, those huge kind of events, obviously, you know, very terrible, tragic situation for, for lots of people. Um, uh, and, you know, it, it, I, I think it was preventable, uh, but it, it would have required diligence to, 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 to prepare. Well, that is, I think that's just such a relatable point is, again, there, there was so much that came out in the news and just different podcasts of people talking about what they should have done. And it just slid right over to you know, what are we doing in the cybersecurity industry and how are we preparing if something happens? So I love that. So the next one is community. So let's talk about that and the scope of how, again, that pertains to breaking these habits and how that's important for cybersecurity. So, so you know, uh, we, you probably have heard the, the, the phrase, you know, loose lips sink ships. Um, and, and, you know, that was really a, a piece of government propaganda during World War II. Um, and the, the problem with that when it comes to cybersecurity is that the bad guys are sharing information about us. Um, they're sharing, you know, techniques. They're sharing information about what works. Um, and, you know, if, if I'm not sharing with, you know, uh, uh, the university down the street uh, or if, you know, one bank isn't sharing intel with the other, um, then, you know, that, that, that's just making the bad guys more successful. Um, so, so really, in, in those cases, the, 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 the competition isn't, uh, isn't the same definition of competition in business that that we normally think of, right? We we get better. Um, there's a better phrase, you know. It, it, it you know we say that uh, a rising tide raises all ships, right? If we all get better collectively, then I think the economics of of, of cybercrime uh, actually makes it less profitable, and I think people get out of the market uh, for for, for cybercrime. But we have to all collectively 
work together. And in cybersecurity, there are these things called uh, information uh, security advisory councils, ISACs or ISAOs um, that share intel. Uh, there, there are, I think, 40 plus uh, ISACs uh, that, that, you know, wait, you know, range from energy to, to universities to, uh, to law firms. Um, and, you know, we all need to participate in those. It, you know, we can't just listen and, and get information out of them. We have to share intel back to them. Um, and, you know, like the cloud security allowance, for example. Um, it, it's a lot of, you know, competitive uh, cybersecurity vendors that are out there. Um, and, you know, we all need to work together uh, in order to protect our, our, our community. And that's, that's again, why, the reason why we come together as, as a social animal. Well, and I think we have to be responsible for what we're doing. Yesterday, we had a cybersecurity conference, and our keynote speaker was Morgan Wright, and he's a Fox News analyst, and he does a lot with cyber intel and cyber terrorism. And he, we were talking about that. Like, we have to be responsible even on LinkedIn, who we're connecting with. You know, sometimes people just want those connections, but we have to do the work to know who it is on the other side. Yeah, that's a great segue to, to mirroring, right? You know, one of the habits that I teach uh, our users is when you're on social media, whether it's LinkedIn or whether it's, uh, uh, you know, Facebook or Instagram, um, you know, you, there are settings that allow you to look at your profile um, from an anonymous, you know, public perspective uh, to, to see what you're, uh, uh, what you're leaking potentially. Um, and, and that's what the mirroring habit is all about, right? You can Google your name uh, to see what, what information is there about you. Um, you can uh, do penetration tests for your company to, to see, again, from a third-party perspective, what you look like to, to your adversary, um, but it, 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 it's, again, a human uh, aspect, right? All, all humans possess this thing called mirror neurons. Um, so if, if you've ever been watching, you know, football and, and seen an athlete get injured, um, you know, and, and physically felt that same pain in your own body, that's, that's actually mirroring. So I, I think we're hardwired as humans for empathy. Um, and we can use that as a habit when we apply it to technology in, in, in lots of different ways. Some of these are a little hard to wrap my head around, and I'm sure, you know, our listeners are thinking the same. And that's why, I, you know, everyone needs to go buy this book and read it because it, it's, it is hard, like just breaking habits that we're used to. And then you, we go into deception, and I can't even imagine where you can go with that. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, I, I, we do this in cybersecurity with, with honeypots, uh, or, or, or honey networks, right? You know, we, we have, uh, you know, things that look like real computers or real computer networks that the bad guys can get in. Um, the, 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 the advantage of using deception is that, that we learn about what, what it is that, that, that our adversaries are, are doing, right? We, we figure out their, their MO, uh, their capabilities, and, and that just feeds back into the literacy habit. Um, but, it, you know, it's something that everybody can do. You don't need a honeypot. Um, you know, you can... Uh, you know, when, when you sign up for a new service, uh, you know, and, and they ask you for, for password challenge questions, uh, we actually teach our users to lot uh, uh, when, when answering those questions, right? They, you know, you, they don't need to know your real uh, uh, city you were born in or your real mother's maiden name. It's just something easy for you to remember. Um, you know, if, if you're giving your birthday, for example, for, for, for a service like Facebook, Facebook doesn't need to know your real birthday. Um, you also don't necessarily need to advertise your real birthday on social right. media. Um, and, and, and so, 
you know, building that in, as a habit, knowing when you, you can, you know, use a, a deceptive uh, challenge question uh, uh, to, to validate the identity of, of someone calling you on the phone, for example, uh, is, is a great way to, to find out whether that person really knows who you are and, 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 and you know, you can vet what, what, their, what their motives are based on that. So for those, we do have listeners, because this is called Ant Security for All, can you talk a little bit about what a honeypot is? Yeah, so, so uh, the, the first honeypot uh, was, was, was uh, actually uh, uh, created by an astronomer back at Berkeley uh, in the late 1980s. Uh, but it's, it's just a, a computer uh, that looks like it's got some juicy, uh, 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 you know, uh, trade secrets or intellectual property or information uh, and um, it, it attracts the, the, the bad guys there. Uh, and once there, um, you can log everything about uh, uh, what, what they're doing and, and how they're doing it. Um, in this particular uh, case, that, that, that was how uh, we caught the first uh, hacker in, in history. He was actually a, 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 spy, a, a German uh, a spy working for the, the, the Russian government, um, and that, that was the first case that, uh, of hacking ever prosecuted in, in, in the world. Wow. So, so in your book, is your book only for business leaders or is it a book for the everyday Amer American who doesn't know anything about cybersecurity? Do you suggest this book for everyone? I, I, re I really think everyone can benefit, right? In, in, in security, we say security is everybody's job. And, you know, one of the reasons I wrote the book is, is I don't think that we're giving everyone uh, the tools and training and coaching needed to do their job. Uh, you know, we, we, we kind of have a division of labor and we expect the security people to do that. Um, and and I, I think there are things that everyone can do to protect their families, uh, to protect their, their, their parents or kids, uh, to, uh, to, to protect their uh, churches or, or schools. Uh, I, I think we all can contribute to, to, to protecting the, the world. And, and like I said, you know, a, a rising tide raises all ships, right? The better we get, uh, the, the, the less incentive there, there will be for, for cyber criminals to do what it is they do. Well, and I think for people that are not in our industry, you know, they think of the dark web as this terrible, scary place. Well, we're pretty much probably all out there. So, you know, how, how would you tell them, I guess, going back to, you know, deception, what can they do? Just what are some basic steps for them to do to just protect their information. So you know, I, I would say you know we we uh, uh, we you know we teach our kids when when you know they answer the door or when they answer the phone, um, and and somebody asks you know hey, you know hey are your parents there? Um, you know we, we don't necessarily want want our kids lying all the time, and 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 we rightly perceive you know lying as as a bad thing, uh, but but we we train them in, in ways. Uh, to, to answer that question um, in, in order to, to, uh, to, to not imply that their parents aren't home uh, or, or to not imply uh, some, you know, some other information that the bad guy could, could use to, to hurt them. Um, I, I, th I think the same thing is true for, you know, like I say, password challenge questions. Uh, you know, we, we know that's, that's, that's how a lot of bad guys are getting in, changing, you know, real passwords and locking people out of accounts. So, uh, so, you know, I, I think th those those are some, some of the things you can use every day. And it's amazing. You would think by now that people weren't just using their basics on their 
security questions. And it, it's crazy. It, it's it's really true. You know, I I remember. You know, probably the most famous example I can remember is is, is when Sarah Palin um, had her email, her Yahoo email account uh, compromised because you know, everybody knows where you know where she was born. Um, and, and you know that that was the password question that, that got the bad guys into her email account. And this that's you know thirteen fourteen years ago. And uh, man, we're 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 still having the same issues today. So, what are your thoughts? This is kind of a little off topic, and before. We get when we don't have a lot of time left, but I had a guest on the show, Ori Eisen. Do you know him? He he is the CEO of Trusana, and he is developing and he's working with Frank Abnegale from Catch Me If You Can on the future of going completely passwordless. What are your thoughts on that concept? So you know, I I, I think it, it's certainly something that is is an exciting thing, right? Um, there are lots of companies out there. Uh, you know, uh, we, I, I've seen one company that, that, that's doing that's taking multi-factor authentication to to the next level, where you know instead of you know a password and your 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 phone you know pin, um, they're using you know wearables uh, to measure you know you know a hundred different factors in real time, um, and you know I, I think it seems like we're probably you know five or ten years away from. Uh, from from everyone being able to implement those in our environments, but but we know the bad guys. I mean, you know, it, it, there's a website out there called HaveIBeenPwned.com mm-hmm. where you can go and check and see if your uh, your email address has been compromised. I, I you know some of my email addresses have been in a part of you know uh, uh, multi, you know double digit compromises. You know, just from the various services we use, um, we know we have to get better at passwords. The passwords are. Are, are terrible, but they're also a very cheap and easy way that technology companies have, have, have figured out that to, to, to get users authenticated. So, you know, it, it's really just because, you know, passwords are easy computationally to implement that they've stuck around for so long. And I think we're, we're at the point in, 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 our, uh, in our world where we, we should do better. So today I have George Finney. He's the Chief Information Security Officer at Southern Methodist University in Dallas. And today we've been speaking on his book, Well Aware, Master the Nine Cybersecurity Habits to Protect Your Future. Where can our listeners find your book? Um, so it, it's it's on Amazon, it's on Barnes & Noble, uh, you know, it's it's in a couple hundred bookstores across, across the country. Uh, if you listen to audiobooks, it's on Audible or uh, Apple uh, iBooks. Uh, so where, wherever you, you like to purchase books, you, you can find it there. Well, and you can follow George on LinkedIn at George Finney, F-I-N-N-E-Y. Thank you so much, George, for spending this past hour. I recommend everyone out there to get that book. And thank, thank you, everyone, for joining another episode of And Security for All. And we will see you next week with another great cybersecurity leader. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Stay healthy and stay safe and stay secure. Thank you for tuning into And Security for All. Be sure to join your host, Kim Hakem, for another episode of the show next Friday at noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Business Channel. And don't forget, you can follow Kim on LinkedIn by searching for Kim Hakem. That's Kim, H-A-K-I-M to keep yourself posted on all of her upcoming cybersecurity events.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional 